Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Play it till the song gets stuck in J. Will's head and he can oh, no. sing it. <laughs> can't let it go. It's like a Zoom class. It's getting sweating by the time I'm done dancing with this. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin. ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Chris Candy, Alan Hahn with Jay Will. And yes, we've been playing the same song the entire morning just so that Jay Will understands. Yeah, that's the clash. You're not going to program me, though. It's not going to just be programmed in my head. Now I'm singing a couple of words. Oh, it will. It will. Costanza. It'll be stuck. (laughs) It'll be. He's going to walk out of the building singing that song. I I, I just want to confirm that neither Canty knew the song. We also brought... Monique on the on, yeah. on she did not know the song as well, so it's been a little bit consistent here. What are you trying to say? I, I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything. cultural this differences. Cultural. That's what he's yeah. trying to say. Not cultural yeah. differences. Yeah, regional. So now exactly. I feel like I'm all, <laughs> so I'm alone. I'm alone on this punk rock island. Is that what it's about? I'm just saying, you know, if me and Cece are at the barbecue, I'm not like, hey, let's put it on some class. We're not gonna play the class. Like I said, if I remove the guitar part and just played the bass drum, the snare, and the hi hat, you would you. Heads will be bobbing. I'm just telling you that right now. Have you ever done that at a barbecue? Like, do you just stop and just say, I'm going to pull out my band equipment and start playing? No. No, I've never done that at a barbecue. No. Okay, so why would you use that analogy? I'm just I'm saying, so like, if I did. Great question. Yeah, I don't, don't question, understand the yeah. reference, CC. It's just, it's just pointing out something that I think you're missing, which is the lower layer of the music, which is where the rhythm comes from. Music class is over today. <laughs> <laughs> As we get back into the conversation <laughs> involving the comments by John Mara, the owner of the Giants, and his belief that Daniel Jones is his quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And our level of belief in that. And I think the answer, of course, uh, to the reaction, my reaction right away is, what was he supposed to say? There was nothing else for him to say at that point. This, it is what it is. This, is. this is, to me, a team that is slowly building into a contender for a playoff spot. And maybe the first step, of course, is to get out of that run of how many? How many? Six of the last seven seasons uh, have been double-digit loss yeah. seasons. Mm. So let's, let's, yeah. it before hurts. we talk Super Bowl, how about get out of that muck and mire? Well, I guess that's my point, Alan. Like, I understand wanting to support your young quarterback publicly, mm-hmm. but I don't know that you have to take it as far as saying that we think he's capable of winning Super Bowls. All you have to do is say – He's our quarterback. We believe in him. We believe in the direction of our program. I don't know why John Mara went as far as to say he's in that mold of Eli Manning and we think he can win multiple championships for us. Eli Manning, when he took over for the Giants, he, he wasn't great in his first year. Mm-hmm. I want to say he went 1-7 in seven yes. or 1-6 or 1-7, something like that. Yeah. But in that second year, you saw the growth of the player, but you also saw the growth of the team. Mm-hmm. They went to the playoffs. They were an 11-win team. That's not what the New York Giants were last year. I understand that they were competing for the division all the way up until week 17, but they did not control their playoff destiny going into that last week. And I guess it would feel good as a former Giant and now a fan of the team if we could get back to a place where the New York Giants are a team that we're talking about in the conversation for winning the division every single year. Oh, I'm with you, CC. I mean, my cousin's David Tyree made one of the best catches of all time with the Giants uniform on. Like, I've been a Giants fan since that moment and moving forward. But, see, I, I, I happen to disagree with you a little bit here. I, I think, you know, you, you gave that great stat about Eli Manning, what he did in his second year, got them double-digit double winning, right, on their record. And I think that's exactly what John Mayer is trying to say right now. He's trying to say, hey, look, Our expectation of you, Daniel Jones, is to be a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. That's what my expectation of you is. If you're not hitting that goal this year or in quick years to come, 
then that's going to speak for itself. That is the expectation, the standard of excellence that we have here. And I, I think the fact that he's saying, hey, it's time, year three, what are you going to be? You have all the weapons you need. Like we've retooled a lot of different aspects of this team. It's time. Well, it's time. You just earlier in the show we played Bradley Beal talking to AAU players, right? Like, and all we have to do is just look right now at the NFL draft to know how volatile the quarterback market is and how fast teams are ready to move on from you and, as Jay Z once said, on to the next one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like that is obviously what goes on here. It's they are quick to say you're not the guy. Let's move on. There's always going to be that next guy, and when we talk about that we see what's happening on the other New York team with the New York Jets and Sam Darnold. Now, Kimberly Martin's on Get Up this morning, and she tweeted this, something that she just talked about on Get Up. She talked to three NFL GMs about the market for Sam Darnold. She said, I asked what's the most they would be willing to give up. Two said a third-round pick, with one saying even a late third would be, quote, a little rich. Another GM said maybe a third or a conditional Fourth, she goes on to say the reason she's told that Sam Darnold is a tough sell, a team has to really believe in his talent, which is difficult to do when he's been one of the worst quarterbacks over the last three seasons. And then the other problem, his option, his fifth-year option Mm. uh, in his rookie deal. So the last point that she made was she's repeatedly told whoever does trade for Sam Darnold likely won't pick up that option this spring. So you only have a year of him with the new organization, a new system, working with new teammates while he's trying to figure it all out, and the team is trying to work out his bad habits. So are the Jets a bit painted into a corner now? Because they don't have a choice now. It's almost like you're not going to get a lot for Sam, maybe as much as we thought you might get. So you either make the pick or keep Sam and just move Sam on for whatever you can get now. But is it, Chris, the longer you keep Sam – the lower his value, or could it be the other way? Keep him a little bit longer, and maybe his value can go up. Well, I don't know how you're necessarily going to build his value. I, I don't see how that's going to happen, especially if you're going to take a quarterback with the second overall pick because you're telling the rest of the league, you know. Well, maybe that second overall pick's not ready to start right away. Yeah, and, and that may well be the case, but that second overall pick is going to be your guy eventually. So if you're the Jets, you lose leverage because teams know you eventually got to move right. off of them. Okay. And again, that fifth-year option comes into play. The Jets, if they kept him on the roster in May, would have to make a decision on that. And you're talking about that being upwards of $20 million. So to me, it, it just seems like the writing is on the wall. All the teams around the National Football League know that if the Jets are going to take a quarterback at the top of this year's draft, they're moving off of Sam, and they can buy him at pennies on the dollar. The Jets were never going to get full value for what they invested in, in Sam Donald in terms of draft capital. So this was just going to be a situation where you have Sam in place until you get your young quarterback, and then you try to move him for the best offer. I thought starting this offseason, if they did trade Sam, it would be around a mid-round pick, and it sounds like that's what Kimberly Martin is reporting in terms of the value for Sam based on NFL talent evaluators. Like I try to tell people all the time, you know, we have a lot of fans that sit back and you watch guys play. People love to call players bums, love to call players, oh, this guy, he's a bust, all this kind of stuff, right? Like, And people are going to start to try to label Sam Darnold that way, and Mm. they're wrong, right? Because what you come into matters, CC. Yes. What you come into matters. I'm not comparing my situation. I played all pick and roll in college. I came to a team where I never had the ball in my hands running pick and roll. We ran the triangle. Mm -hmm. System was built for a bigger wing and a low post threat, right? I only had the ball in my hands in the last four or five seconds. We know what that can lead to as far as, you know, your shot percentage from the field. 
if you come into a place where your regime has changed multiple times, different pieces are around you, different coaches throwing different things at you, it's not an environment to succeed. I'm not making excuses for Sam Darnold, but to be able to excel in an environment like we've seen the Jets have for the last couple of years, it's, it's like you need to be super superior next, next level talent. CC, you know I, what I mean? I completely agree with you, Jay. And you're not making excuses. You're outlining reasons why Sam Darnold couldn't be successful. But that still doesn't help other NFL teams answer the I agree. I agree. as to whether or not Sam Darnold can play quarterback. I know. I'm just trying like, to give context still, to fans got, out we there. We still got to figure out whether or not he can play. He's got 13 wins in 38 starts. I agree. That's a problem. He's got more turnovers than he does passing touchdowns. Mm. That's a problem. So when we're trying to see what teams value him at, I guess that's the biggest question, like how much are teams willing to invest for a player where we're still talking about his potential, not his production, his potential True. going into year four. But wait, see, let me ask you this. So his, his value might be down right now, but does that take away from his potential in your mind? From somebody that's played football for a very long time, you watch them, you understand the context of everything. If you were a team in need of a younger quarterback, granted that fifth year is something that's hard to kind of get over, mm-hmm. but would you look at him and say, well, the potential still isn't there? Well, here's the thing. Bill Parcells used to say this all the time to us. Potential just means you haven't done it yet. And so that's the part with Sam Donald that causes a lot of concern for these teams. Like, we don't know if he's ever going to get to the point where he's going to do it. Now, the talent is there. I'm not saying that Sam Donald is not a talented player, but I don't know if any team is going to be able to build up his confidence enough to get him to realize his full potential at the NFL level. I don't know if that's going to happen. Whatever team that trades for him, is going to be rolling the dice on that situation. I just hate it because you finally got LaFleur. I've been saying for the longest time, I would love to see Sam Darnold and a Kyle Shanahan-like offense. You finally get a piece of that. You get remnants of that with this new regime that comes in for the Jets. And now, all of a sudden, it's like, bye, Sam Darnold. Hello, Zach Wilson. I'll go back to what I said uh, in the previous hour. When you're a Jets fan, you're looking at this as a no-win situation because Mm. you see a guy in Sam Darnold that fell to you at three. And I say fell to you because going into that draft as a Jets fan with the number three pick, you never expected to have a shot at Sam Darnold. It just it felt like he was out of reach. It wasn't going to happen. And then the Giants decided to take a running back at two, and you said, it's going to happen. He's right there. Take him. This is a guy that everybody loved going into this draft, and people still say that he is a very good quarterback with a future. A lot of the experts still believe in him. So that's the, the fear you have right now is, do you pass on him and take another young quarterback and hope he's the guy? And then you also kind of hope if Sam gets better as he leaves, like now again, that's an indictment on the franchise. And yeah. now you failed this guy. And it's the Ryan Tannehill thing all over again. And of course, Adam Gase has his fingerprints all over that, certainly as well. So that's that's the frustrating part you're in. That's the place you're in right now as a Jets fan. It's that it's that fear that no matter what decisions made here, as they always say, at least they say this in New York, the Jets are gonna jet. <laughs> and that is certainly uh, is the biggest concern. KJZ, Alan Hahn, Chris Kenny in with Jay Will. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. I can't be the only Jet fan that feels this way. Let me know if you agree or if maybe you believe in Joe Douglas. Say, no, no, no. no. The things have changed. It's no longer the same old Jets. This will not be a problem going forward. Meanwhile, on to basketball, guys. Something that we discussed just mildly early on. I think, uh, Jay, you talked about it um, in your From the Point segment. And that, of course, is... The Brooklyn Nets just continue to add to a roster that is already loaded. Take a listen to Stephen A. Smith on Instagram and what he is accusing Brooklyn of right now. What's going to be next if you're the Brooklyn Nets? I mean, this is almost like buying a championship for crying out loud. 
Blake Griffin comes. LaMarcus Aldridge has now decided to go. I mean, you want a championship. I got all of that. You should be the favorites. KD, James Harden, Kyrie, Lethal Weapon 3. But damn. I mean, what about competition? What about competition? You just going to get everybody now? Everybody? I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to the playoffs. I want competition. But if we just going to stockpile and get everybody and everybody running to Brooklyn to, to, to try to steal a championship, I mean, come on. Is this as much about the Nets or is it about players? Because, I mean, if I'm the Nets, I'm not, I'm not apologizing for players wanting to come play for me. Sorry. If everybody wants to join my squad, I'm, what am I going to say? No, no, no. No, no. We're all set. <laughs> we we want to do talent. it. We really want to earn it. Yeah, yeah. We want to earn it. No, Blake Griffin. LaMarcus, we want to earn it. I'd rather you go to Said Miami. no player ever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, no. LaMarcus, go to Miami. It's better. It'll be more fun to play against you in the postseason. The hell with that. I don't want my opponents getting strong. So this is more about players and players once again in the NBA deciding, I'd rather, and this is the old, the old story and it's the whole Michael Jordan LeBron thing, I'd rather do it my way than join someone like Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's talked about it as well. I'd rather do it my way than have to join someone. It's something that Dame Lillard has talked about as well. This whole idea of teaming up or joining a super team just to chase a ring. Some guys aren't about that life, but a lot of guys in the NBA are. Is it, here's the better question. Jay, is it bad for the league? that stuff like this happens. I, I said at the beginning of the – first off, a couple of things. Number one, when they got James Harden, I said it was over then. Yes, <laughs> confirmed. Be, before you got extra, you know, gravy and cranberries and what you got in Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge, right? It's like going back to a buffet for second, third, and fourths. So I said that. Number two, if Stephen A. Smith has anger issues with the players, then address that venom towards the NBA. Don't allow the buyout market to happen. Because the buyout market is like an arm race, yeah. right? It's like Andre Drummond, when his, his deal came up, when they were like, all right, Detroit's going to buy him out. Like essentially, he was being courted mm-hmm. by all these different players, and it's up to Andre Drummond where he wants to go, right? Oh, I want to go play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Are the Lakers cheaters now because <laughs> are they stealing an NBA championship? Like, and I'll say this for Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. Yes, I think they are talented, right? LaMarcus Aldridge was an all-star 2019. But if you paid attention to basketball, like, he hasn't been blowing people up the last couple years. He's a good piece of a championship team. He's a good, like, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh option. Maybe. We don't even know what he is at that level. At that, I'd much rather have Nicholas Claxton in the game than LaMarcus Aldridge, depending upon who we're playing against. But there are other yeah, times yeah. he's great in pick-and-pop scenarios. So that's something – take it up with the league. Uh, but I, I also said this. I love that Brooklyn becomes the villains of the NBA. We hate villains. KD, when he was at Golden State, Golden State was a team that you loved. And then KD went there. It was like, oh, we don't like Golden State. Look, you're stacking the deck. And now the same thing's happening in Brooklyn. And it is an interesting point. If KD wins a championship this year, the two teams he would have won a championship with, maybe one, the greatest team ever assembled. Now, if you want to debate that, fine. The Bulls and Michael Jordan, that team, but with him, Steph, and Clay, right? And now a team with him, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, mm. Blake Griffin, and LaMarcus Aldridge. Those would be the two teams that KD would have won a championship with. You tell me how you feel about that. So is Kevin Durant the Thanos in all of this? Just collecting <laughs> he's beca- stones? He's becoming. That's he's what it's like. You know what? I'm just going to get everything I need so I can dominate the league. Now, his teams are doing it. His teams are doing it now. I mean, that's 
that's what they had at Golden State, and that's what Sean Marks is doing now with the Brooklyn Nets. I can't blame the. I cannot blame the teams. This is about what. This is a player mentality in the league because it is about chasing championships right now. The question is: Is what other sport do we have a rule like this where a team buys out a player? I am paying you to not play for us to leave, and then another team's like, "I'll pay you to come play for us." You're collecting a check from two teams, and you have a chance to win a championship. Like Andre Drummond's salary is not a small salary. And Cleveland's paying him to go away. And they're also paying him, like, essentially paying him to play for the Lakers. Just, yeah, hear that. Cleveland. Yes. Cleveland mm. is paying Andre Drummond to go away. Andre's like, man, did yeah. I wake up in a dream? <laughs> is this a dream, CC? Yeah. Like, I can get out of a team that is essentially a lottery team at this point with no chance at all to make the playoffs. I can get out of this misery. And by the way, leave Cleveland. No offense, Tony. Don't call. Don't be mad at me. And go to L.A. Go to L.A. in the spring, by the way, and then also have a chance to play for a championship. I mean, that, that is the, that's the league. That's been going on for years, and it's only the last, what would you say? Was it 10 years? 10 years yeah, or so, yeah. Years. 10 yeah. years is, like, all of a sudden it's become a bigger thing where it's, it's sort of like, you know, in baseball there's the non-waivers trade yep. deadline, and then yep. there's the other trade deadline. It's, mm-hmm. it's sort of that, that second, uh, second market that comes up that only – the contenders really are, are part of that market, and they start loading up their roster. Yeah, but even baseball got rid of that yeah, last right. year. Yeah, so, that's I mean, right. so now moving forward, that's not an option for teams. So should, should the NBA kind of put a stop to this, or does it not matter? They should probably be moving in that direction because it does feel like – How do you know, put a stop uh, to it, It though? feels like it throws off the competitive balance, doesn't it? Because it's <laughs> not the same opportunity for everybody, even though technically it is. It, is. it really isn't. I mean, because but everybody you're not had talking a about those guys that get bought out going to teams that aren't very good. You're talking about them going to contenders. I don't. I mean, if you're not allowing teams to buy players out, then they're they're strapped. You're strapped cap wise. So I mean, that's the only option realistically, yeah, right? Moving Alan, on from like, a player you don't want. Like here's a, here's a great for instance. Oklahoma City Thunder, they know where they are right now in the standings. Yep. They want to play their young players. They have Al Horford, who has two years and fifty-four sat million him, left on his him. deal. They could have easily said, "We'll buy you out. We're going to let you go play somewhere else." But it's two years, fifty-four million. That's a lot to buy out. Yep. So they're just going to sit him. He's just not going to play, and he's fine with it. I'll I'll stay healthy. I'll keep some miles <laughs> on the tread, right? And and next year uh, I'll play a little bit, and then hope <laughs> I, yeah, I get exactly. that. I, maybe somebody will move on, or or maybe they can trade as you will be a, a, an expiring contract. But that would have been a player that if they did buy him out, people would have sought oh, after oh, yeah. him. Right? Oh, Al Horford, yeah. Boston no would have been way back over maybe, him. Like maybe, we shouldn't yeah. have let you go in the first time. Maybe that's a good. Yeah, yeah the Bucks true. better sign him just so they don't have to worry about him deeing up Giannis. Yes, well, that's, that's <laughs> the reason why the Sixers got him. But that's but that's really the point. Is is that that's another a guy is just being paid to not play. That where do you see that? Other than well, other than Jacoby Ellsbury and the Yankees, come on, man, <laughs> really? That, that's that? what we're gonna do. It did happen. It did happen. It did happen. It, but you don't on, really man. see that though in any other sport. In any other sport, you don't see that. No, and, yeah. and it's, it's mind-boggling. Here's the thing about it though: it takes away the intrigue from what we're expecting at the NBA regular season and on into the postseason. Because we're really talking about two teams, if they're healthy, being in the NBA Finals. That being the Lakers and the Nets. But see, I, I don't know about that. See, because everybody's gonna jump on this bandwagon and say, "Oh, the stack is Dak." We haven't seen this team play together. Like, chemistry does say something about winning a championship. Yeah, sure. But LeBron and AD, if they're healthy, they were going to the NBA Finals. I'm with you anyway. on LeBron and AD. I'm Andre talking about the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. I'm talking about the fact that KD hasn't played in a month plus. Yeah, he's supposed to be coming back. He's, on mm-hmm. bubble, he's in bubble wrap. You know Yeah, exactly. He's okay. in bubble wrap. So how about this? Imagine the opposite side of this equation. 
What if the Nets don't get to the world championship? Huge disappointment. If they don't get massive. to the, if they don't get to the NBA finals, huge massive. disappointment. But that's huge. See again, and that also brings the other point, which you brought up is is KD on these super teams. Nobody roots for Goliath. Nobody cheers for Goliath. Only the fan base does, but it starts to become who can pull off the upset. Who can, who can take them out, and that makes you the target. And the only question you have about this group is, do they have the fortitude to be the hated and the hunted when it comes oh. to playoff time? Are they built that way? Seems like it. Because that group, they, uh, I don't know, that will, group is easy it, like Sunday morning. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I wish you on When it gets tough I know and people if, get in your face and I, you got fans calling you out and you got media pressure on you, like if a series is 1-1 in the first round, it's like, oh, Brooklyn, oh, look out, Brooklyn might get upset. Like, I don't know if that group is built mentally to handle that, and that's what we're going to learn about them. See, I disagree can they do with it? you. Talent-wise, yes. I, I think the rest all, of it, all these guys feel as if they have been castrated. Kevin Durant wow. felt like, well, I mean, from their team, right? I, I mean, you, Kevin yeah. Durant felt like Golden State, nobody wanted to say it was his team, even though he was two-time finals MVP. Yeah. It's always Steph's team. Yeah. James Harden, with the way he got himself out of Houston, people hated on him. Well, you can't win. They were up 3-1. He's not a winner. Kyrie Irving has just gone through Kyrie Irving-type stuff. That's always been the case for Kyrie Irving. So I think it's what actually bands them together, like the bad boys. That's why I said they're the new age bad boys. And I will you say this. See. Mark this down. If LeBron James... If LeBron James is able to beat Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James <laughs> Harden, Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge in the NBA Finals, I want to hear all this talk and chatter about him not being the greatest player of all time. Stop. I don't see Jordan running through that. Did Jordan run through that? Did Jordan run through KD, Kyrie, and James Harden on the same team? You give me the best team Jordan had ran through to win through a championship. And let's compare that team to the Brooklyn Nets. So you're Pistons. saying if they were able to pull off this upset, if these two teams meet in the NBA Finals, both teams healthy, uh-huh. that LeBron this James eclipses Michael it. Jordan as the greatest I've of all, all I already time. think that LeBron James has eclipsed Michael Fifth Jordan title. as the greatest individual player to ever play the wow. game. I don't always just put that on winning championships. Okay. I know some you guys may disagree. But I think if he's able to do this, I think that, once again, sets LeBron James apart. That's strong. That's right. strong. Well, right now, James Harden, I believe, is setting himself apart as an MVP candidate. We can all agree, agree. on that right yep. now. He has 29 career, 40-10-5. That's 40 point, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. 29 of them uh, in his career. That's the most by any player since the three-point era, which was back in 1980. Stats Incredible, brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. All right, coming up, can the NCAA tournament favorites go wire to wire? And why is this Gonzaga team different from all other of those Zag teams? That's FDJ. Has this from DraftKings. Boom. Nailed it. it. Grab your peanuts and popcorn because baseball is back, baby. Last year's season sure was different, but that doesn't mean it lacked excitement. And this year is poised to be even better. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. It's easy to play. Just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the course of the week. 
With millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code KJZ to get a free shot at a share of the millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code KJZ to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The Madness. Get it down to Timmy on the block. Timmy backs it again. Turns baseline this time. Puts it up off the glass and spins it in. That's 12 for Drew Timmy in the first half. The Westwood One NCAA Radio Network. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, mm. presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Chris Canny in with J. Will. And we're joined on the Goodyear Hotline by Dan Dickow, former Gonzaga guard, first-team All-American. Western, I mean, there's a million things here. Player of the year in the Western Conference, two-time first team. All the, I mean, we can just keep going, Dan. I mean, this just list give this man here respect. Talk about a resume. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I hear Jay well uh, in the background there. I look forward to, to reconnecting with him. But uh, you know, he won the hardware that year. You know, we had a we had a nice four guard lineup in the uh, All American kind of trophy <laughs> awards alongside Drew Gooden, but. Jay Will swept all the Player of the Year awards that year, and rightfully so. He, he put together a tremendous uh, Duke career for sure. Well, you talk about the hardware. How about for Gonzaga and Mark Few? Is this the year they can win it all? Hundred percent. You know, it's the it's really it's the last thing uh, on this program's list to do. Uh, we've had All Americans. We've had academic All Americans. You can go way back to John Stockton. We've got uh, Hall of Famers, um, Dream Teamers. Uh, we made a Final Four, um, but the last thing is would be to win a title, and to do it in undefeated fashion would be uh, would be pretty darn cool for for any Zag fan. Dan, yeah. I'm sure you've heard the critics already lining up and saying that the strength of schedule and the quality of competition is what's going to keep Gonzaga out of the all time conversation, even if they do go undefeated. To that, you say what? Yeah, I mean that's the narrative that. Uh, it comes up every year and for, for myself, it gets old, um, but it, it's real. It's out there because they don't play in a power conference, uh, but there's nothing that they can do about that uh, because of their location, because of their school um, affiliation, because of their athletic department, not having football. And there's a lot of different things, but what Gonzaga has really done a, a tremendous job of is trying to make that a non-issue by going out and playing anybody 
that will play them anywhere. Um, you know, this year in the in the non-conference, they beat Iowa when they were ranked three. They beat a good Kansas team. They beat West Virginia. Um, they will. Play, they had Baylor scheduled. It was going to be an epic one versus two showdown until there was a a COVID test that that popped that game at the last second. Um, but you know, they have done everything they that they can to build the program uh, to the level that it is. And unfortunately, there are still going to be some people. Uh, that discredit what they do because of the league. The league itself has gotten better since since I was there. You know, I think when I was uh, at Gonzaga in the WCC, I think in Ken Palm rankings, we were maybe kind of floating around like that 12-13 mark uh, as a league. I believe the WCC now is the number eight ranked conference um, in the country. Uh, and you do uh, have a couple – quite frankly, bad games every year because of the, the bottom of that league is not very good. But, but the middle and the top have gotten much better than the average fan would recognize or realize. Dan, how you doing, brother? It's been a long time since we were in that waiting room with the John R. Wooden Award in L.A., brother. It has been. You know, what's funny, Jay, is I actually uh, was going through some pictures on my computer the other day, and I, and I found one of those. So uh, I might have to send it to you once we're done here. Please do, man. Please do. I, so I, I'm with you. Uh, I'm tired of this narrative as well that always follows Mark Few and, and the Zags, and I, I want them to win a championship. I, I think they are going to win a championship. But if they do win a championship and they are undefeated, Dan, like, where, where would you put this team as it just ranks historically as one of the greatest teams ever? Because that conversation will start, right? They'll be the first undefeated team since the 1976 Indiana Hoosiers were able to do that, and that automatically propels people to put them in the conversation with the one, one of the greatest ever. If they do that, will they be one of the greatest teams ever in college basketball? Would you say that? Yeah, I think, I, I think it's a very legit comment to make because when, when people start talking about best teams ever, you have to obviously win a title, and then to be undefeated is a whole other kind of asterisk to that. But you know, when people talk about best teams ever, then they start looking at players and did they go play in the pros? Well, this Gonzaga team has a bunch of pros. Uh, Jalen Suggs, Kispert are going to be pros. Drew Timmy, I don't know if he's going to leave this year, um, but I think he will be a pro. Joel Ayayi, I, I think, is a pro. Um, and then Andrew Nemhart, uh, I think, is a pro. And so I, I think that's one of the ways that so many people – um, years later, kind of look at teams and be like, man, that team did have a lot of, of, of talent. Um, you know, but again, it's, it, it is a different time and a different era. I mean, I, I grew up, um, you know, thinking that UNLV team was, was unbelievable. And they had some uh, – They were unbelievable, the they, they were unbelievable. Let me ask you this question, Dan. You, that last Gonzaga yeah, team that made yeah. it to the Final Four, if they had to go against this year's team, who do you think will win? Ooh. Mm. Because that team was loaded yeah, too, you know, right? That, that that team was stacked and loaded as well, but they played differently. Um, you know, they were the best t- defensive team in the country that year. This year's team is the best offensive team in the country, and their defense has progressively gotten better throughout the course of the year. Hmm. Um, you know, that's a hard one to to, to answer. I, I think I, I do think this year's offensive. Uh, juggernaut would beat that team from 17, although it would be a dang good game. But Coach Few's best teams have always played two perimeter ball handler decision makers. This year you've got Nemhart and Suggs. 
uh, that 17 team was Nigel Williams, Goss, and Josh Perkins. Um, you, I just think in college basketball, you have to have two playmakers on the floor at all times. Dan, it's great to talk to you. Hopefully we'll catch up with you again down the road because I don't expect Gonzaga is going to be done anytime soon. Appreciate yes, you, man. Good job, Dan. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. And, and uh, Jay will I'll try to uh, send that photo your way. I'll, I'll shoot you a DM, brother. All right, Dan right, Dickow again on the CBS care, Sports Basketball Analyst and also a, a former boy, Gonzaga man. guard. And he, yeah, he, he could ball. There's no doubt good. about it. Uh, guys, uh, just uh, one, one note that came up. Uh, Sarah Barshop, who covers the Texans for us at ESPN, Dot com as we were kind of thought this had gone away and gotten quiet when it comes to Deshaun Watson, just recently uh, tweeting that two more lawsuits, now two more, that would be number 17 and 18 have been filed against Deshaun Watson. So once again, uh, a story that continues and one that the NFL, obviously the Texans uh, and other teams that might have been interested in trading for him, all now having to pause and wait to see this process continue to play out. But when you thought it got quiet for a minute, Two more lawsuits. Amazing that it has gotten to the point where there are 18 uh, in total. All right, coming up next, call the roulette, a game that we like to play at the end of the show, and it involves you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I almost had a senior moment. (laughs) You got it back, though. You got it back. I was about to give out the New York number. (laughs) I had to stop for a minute. So what we do is we play the game this way. Those who are new to it understand that we have no patience for you. So. Everybody, we're good. You feel good, Chris? We're good. Jay, good. We're good. We're all good. We're having a great time. We had a great weekend. Thank you. All those thoughts out the window. Your name, where you're from, ask a question. We get as many calls in as we can, and we don't know what you're going to say. We just call out a number. You'll know the number, and then you jump in. And the minute someone gives us something frivolous, you're out. X, done. We go to the next call. Don't be that guy, because so far, we haven't had somebody yet that we've had to delete from the show. Don't be the first one. So we'll get to that next. But first, Jay has this from Straight Talk. It's time for some Straight Talk, Alan. Your tax return could look different this year. Actually, he's moved back another month. But you're still going to hear a lot of noise about how to spend it. So when the big carriers tell you to splurge on the latest nonsense, do yourself a favor. Just tune it out. With Straight Talk, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best network, For 50% less. That's right, 50% less. Tune out the nonsense and tune into Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Low-key, one of the best beats ever, right? Like, no like this question right about here. it. No question about it. That's top 10. Top 10 rap beats all yeah, time. I would say, I would say so. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. It's Alan Hahn, Chris Canny. Holding it down. We oh, are yeah, the ones sure. left. Jay Will sure. stepped out. I'll be back tomorrow, of course. Yeah. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And Chris, you're going to be with us this week, right? Yeah, the whole week. So we the got whole you. week. I'm in the building. So Bart, Bart is on vacation, although he'll be with me uh, on our show, Bart and Han, at noon. Mm-hmm. But uh, to, um, when, you, when you go away with the kids, you can't wake up this early and do a show. Is that really you. vacation? <laughs> <laughs> do we really count that as vacation dedication yeah <laughs> maybe that's what it is but but so we're happy to have chris here with us for the rest of the week and chris knows this game it's a game we like to play uh call the roulette it's a great way to end the show because we've done a lot of talking over the last couple of hours and you've done a lot of listening and maybe you want to have you have a couple of things to say get it off your chest or maybe even ask a question so we'll play it this way the numbers 888 say espn 888-729-3776 very simple you tell us we you just call it your line number and you've already been told what your line is your name, where you're from, and then get right to the question. Chris is doing great. I'm doing great. We thank you for listening to the show. If you've been listening for a long time, awesome. If you're a first-time listener, even better. Nothing really else to talk about other than your question. Let's get right to it, see how many we can get to at once. And, yes, I am stalling because I'm waiting to see who is on each line. As you can see, Chris, <laughs> we still don't know yet as we have I all six it. lines filled. And we're just waiting to take the calls. All right. Line two we begin with. Go. Hey, um, so my question is, how how much better do you think the Nuggets' chances are now that they added JaVale McGee and Aaron Gordon? And I know the class song because when you hear it on TV, things get lit. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll tell you what. I think if you have adding, – adding that gives you an element of athleticism in their front court that I think Jokic as a passer could take advantage of. JaVale McGee's there for defense, rebounding off the bench, that kind of thing. The impact will be Aaron Gordon. The biggest question will be, can Aaron Gordon become a role player and play off of, like, with cuts and back doors and whatnot? And the other question is, can the dude play some defense, please? <laughs> like, that, would be, that would be helpful, too. Line one, go. Good, mo- good morning, Daryl from Dallas. Hey, you guys have a top five quarterback uh, taken in the draft. Who's going to be number six? Daryl, I'd probably say that'd be Kyle Trash, the quarterback out of Florida. He's got the prototypical size that you're looking for in an NFL quarterback. Highly productive player in the SEC. I want to say he threw for 43 touchdowns to eight interceptions this past year, which is outstanding. So I I would probably guess that he would be the sixth quarterback off the board, but you're probably talking about him being a second or third round draft pick. Second or third round, that's what I was going to follow with. Where do you think you're going to see him? Would there be value in him in second and third round? Oh, yeah, there's value in him as a developmental quarterback, sure. Yeah, okay. Caller Roulette continues. KJZ ESPN Radio on to line three. Go. This is Anthony calling in from Milwaukee. Question for you. We've got other big-name quarterbacks such as Tom Brady, Big Ben, just to name a few, who are restructuring their contracts to get their team in a better position to win. Why do we not hear anything about Kirk Cousins restructuring his deal? Is he content with just being mediocre? 
That's a great question, Chris. Isn't he at the end? Yeah, I think they just gave him some more money. Yeah, I believe he they, did. They, they believe adjusted he his contract and gave him a pay bump. And so, yeah, Minnesota's in a tough spot, man, because it doesn't feel like Kirk Cousins is moving this team forward. And because they're paying him so much money, they can't add the supporting cast to get past where they're at right now. It feels like they're locked in to be in that second team or third team in the NFC North. And I don't necessarily see that change in this upcoming season. Bit of a treadmill that they're on, but it's a great yeah. question to ask. If like if you're a guy like that, I mean, haven't you made enough damn money in your career? How about like saying, "Let well, me." He's a, a little- four, he's a fourth round pick though, so he's trying to get all that he can get. Allen and remember when they added him to this Vikings team, they thought he was the missing piece. Yeah. Like that was a team that everybody said this is a championship caliber roster. That's a quarterback away. Turns out that quarterback wasn't Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you can't play the Saints every year in the playoffs, can you? <laughs> Line four, go. Hi, I'm Nikki from Indiana, and I wanted to see what you guys think about the Mike Whitson hire at IU comboed with Thad Mata as the associate AD for basketball. Thank you, Nikki. I, I think you know adding Thad Mata is important because obviously somebody with the experience of the of administrative experience of running a college program, that part will be important. He's not going to be a coach on the bench, uh, even though, again, I, maybe it's a little uncomfortable that it's Ohio State, his background, but still you needed someone with experience. Mike Woodson, somebody I know personally. I've known him for a long time. I know love his, him. I, I know love his passion him. for Indiana. There's no doubt about it. He goes back, obviously, played for Bob Knight and had a great success with Bob Knight, still has a relationship with Coach. And, and for, for Mike Woodson, despite the age of 63, he's, he's a young 63 now. He, he's somebody with great energy. He's somebody that, obviously, he's, he can reach young players. He can motivate. He also knows how to coddle a little bit. He can do that, but he's a realist as well. Connections that are going to be important for him obviously will be in recruiting. He has deep roots in Indianapolis, deep roots in the state of Indiana with a lot of real estate and a lot of business connections he has there. But will he be able to recruit the best in the country? Maybe worldwide West, maybe some people like that that he's known for a long time can be there to help. But that's what it's going to be about. Can you get players? Line five, go. Hey, guys, this is Shay from Tacoma, Washington. Uh, just wondering, what does the Pac-12 Basketball League have to do to, to earn respect? Football's another story, but Pac-12 Basketball we're talking about here. Well, this is a good run right now for them, right, mm-hmm. right Chris? Yeah. I mean, you know, put, put, some guy, put some teams in the Final Four, win a championship, have more to talk about. But, you know, is it, is it regional bias, the Pac-12? Is that what it is? Because most of the so, country's yeah. not seen a lot of Pac-12? No, exactly. They're, they're on that Pacific time, and everybody's on that Eastern time zone. We always have that East Coast bias. That's just what it is. I don't know how they break past that other than having a performance like they're having during this NCAA tournament. Let's try to break a record, man. Let's go to a, a seventh or an eighth call. I've lost track. Line two, go. Quickly. Out, line two. Out, two. Out. Line one. Go. Is this Bob? You, am I on? You, yeah, you're out. All right, see. <laughs> we tried. We, we tried to get it. See, this we, is a, we have rules it. to the game. That's what it's about. When we call your line, we let you know. But at this point, right, this is all we've got. So That's all we got. There's that's no right. more show left. I, I, yeah. yeah, there isn't any show left anyway for another caller, yeah. but still. This is a segment that likes to move, no doubt about it. Greeny is next. MLB Legends Week's here. Cal Ripken Jr. Chris will be here all week with me. You already know it. Let's go. See you at noon. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.